Hello again. Uh, this is Everything is Amazing, a newsletter about curiosity that occasionally speaks like this. I'm testing out uh, Substack's embedded audio function here, so uh, I'll do a transcript below for anyone like me who might get bored of my voice over the next 10 minutes. I'd just like to start by saying thank you. This feels like I'm in person somehow, so thank you for reading this thing I'm making and for your replies and your recommendations of it to other people. I honestly had no idea how all this was going to land. It's not really travel writing, which is what I was doing before. Not really science writing. It's not really self-help. It's kind of borrowing from all those things. And I'm trying to Frankenstein together something that feels a bit different. Although, like Frankenstein's monster, it's really a bunch of sewn-up stuff that work great elsewhere. But who knows what will happen next? I should probably end this analogy now because that story didn't end well. Um, also, this is the stripped-down, throttle-locked version of this newsletter. My plans for it were all about being out in the world, talking to interesting people and doing fairly ridiculous things in the name of applied curiosity. So it says a lot about my timing that I launched it in the middle of the pandemic, with all the disruption that entails. Uh, for example, I had something lined up this week for the middle of the week and because of lockdown related reasons it couldn't happen. So I couldn't run that newsletter and that's why I'm recording this instead. But all this will go on for a little while yet. I'm, I'm here on the west coast of Scotland. I can still only talk to people virtually. And I still can't really go anywhere right now. So if you've enjoyed what this newsletter has been about so far, I promise it's only going to get better. And if you've hated it, well, I promise it's only going to get better. Thank you also to those of you who have signed up to my Everyone is Amazing calls. Uh, check out the newsletter I sent a few days ago. I started doing the first few calls today and they're just as fun as I remember from last year. So thank you. Anyway, here's the thing I want to talk about today. I reckon getting curious about the world is about doing a lot of quite simple things. You might have seen in my weekly challenges, none of them are particularly demanding in terms of time and energy spent. Some of them may be hard in other ways, like if you did the one where you're applying to your most dreaded email. But also, that is essentially a simple thing that has become unnecessarily complicated. The many times I've found myself in that situation, most of the difficulty was dealing with the self-disgust, like, why the hell did I leave this for so long? What kind of person does that? How drunk do I need to be to reply to this? And so on. But answering it was easy. Answering it was done in like five minutes. Bang. In terms of effort spent for results achieved, in that sense, it's, an, it's like an emotional lottery win. So why does so much stuff like this get so complicated? Because it's the complicatedness that is stopping us, right? Take another example. Saying no. Saying no to things is a necessary part of saying yes to the right thing. If you did the say yes to everything week-long challenge, you'll have ended up with saying yes to a lot of really stupid crap. As well as, hopefully, maybe a few things that turned out to be unexpectedly great. But that challenge is really about appreciating the power of a good no. But no's are actually really hard. Let, let's say it's the weekend tomorrow, which it is. That's good timing. And it's looking like a really, really fine day out there. And the mountains are just calling to you or the beach. And it's it's been a really exhausting week and your head is just full. You know, not of anything you can particularly point to, but, but full. So you want to go off by yourself and just not think anything, just drink in the world for a few hours and just be so aware of everything around you that you forget yourself. I mean, I'm an introvert. That's pretty much how I feel 
quite often really. If you're an extrovert, you may feel differently. But let's say that you just want to go off by yourself, not because you're sad or because there's anything wrong, but because you just enjoy it. And you mention you're doing it, and a friend says, hey, what a great idea. I'll come with you. Maybe we can have lunch at that awesome ski lodge that's just opened up again. Maybe get a few beers in, make a proper day of it. What do you say? And what you want to say is, is no, but that's suddenly hard. You, you can say no, but it's not really a no anymore, is it? It's, it's potentially a, I don't want to hang out with you. Or maybe it's a, I need to go by myself for reasons that are far more serious than our friendship. Which leads to them saying, OK, what's up? You can tell me. Come on. And in that situation, you can't say there's nothing up. I just want to enjoy the solitude for a while because they're not going to believe you or they're going to feel insulted. They're going to conclude that you're saying that their company is even less desirable than no company at all. At this point, you may be so pig sick of all of this that you decide to burn your friendship to the ground just to keep it simple. You don't want to go with me? What is it about me? Well, everything really. And it's become pretty hard to say that you want a bit of alone time for a few hours and it's become hard to accept someone else saying it to you. You find yourself thinking, what? There must be a deeper reason, surely. That can't be all there is to it. Simple motivations and explanations aren't terribly fashionable. The word sophisticated means something that shows a high degree of complexity. But we use it as a judgment as well. Being sophisticated is a good thing. And being unsophisticated, i.e. being simple, means you're an artless, shuffling, pea brain, chewing on a piece of straw with the fashion sense of Gollum. That's basically what it means. And one of my favourite fictional characters of all time is from the late Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels, which are kind of satires of the fantasy genre of fiction. Although they're actually a lot more than that, and he says some pretty amazing things about the world in those books, usually in the form of a good joke. But the character I like is called Carrot. Corporal Carrot of the city of Ankh-Morpork's police force, the City Watch. He has a suitably ridiculous backstory. He's a six-foot-tall human who was brought up by dwarves and never realised he wasn't one. When he first came to the city, he found lodgings in a brothel and didn't realise what it was. Just a place with a strange amount of ladies doing extremely loud DIY in their rooms late at night and so on. All nicely ridiculous. But Carrot's most endearing feature is that he's simple. Not in the deeply unpleasant, judgmental, real-world meaning of that word now. No, he's just uncomplicated. He's extremely smart. He's built like a brick toilet. And it actually becomes clear at one point that he's the heir to the throne of the land. He's basically the hero of the whole story. You know, the chosen one, that great big, annoying, fantasy, macho, individualist cliché. But he's also wise enough to choose simplicity. He refuses to get dragged into pointlessly murky politics and power playing. He actually makes the decision to ignore his lineage and decides to stay a copper because he enjoys it. He has a simple, decent moral code. He treats people fairly and he always speaks the truth. And when people know that you're always being straight with them, holy hell, that uncomplicates the world. So basically, Corporal Carrot is unsophisticated by the dictionary definition of it. And yet he's also really wise and he's really effective at what he does. He's the one that gets all the things done. He comes up with all the plans that actually work. And he's the one that actually changes people's behaviour for the better. An influencer, I suppose you could call him. He does all these things because he keeps things simple. He can handle extremely complicated things because the tools he's using, chiefly his brain and also his brawn, 
and the rules of the job and so on are kept very uncomplicated. I can't tell you how much I love this as an example, but there's also a real world example of this and it lives inside your skull and you're using it to listen to me right now. You'd think that the human brain was an insanely complex machine considering all the insanely complex things it can do, but it's not. It's built mainly from three types of neurons, which are cells that generate and pass along electrical and chemical signals. There are sensory neurons, motor neurons and interneurons. There are many other different types of cells, of course, including glia, which administer to neurons and so on. But basically, your brain runs with a very simple architecture. These neurons are madly adaptable and can do a staggeringly different amount of things, including change the way they do those things. Within your lifetime, using your own behaviour, you can change the way your brain works, hopefully for the better, but hey, that's up to you. Your brain is basically filled with 100 billion corporal carrots, all working together to more or less keep the peace. Perhaps if your brain was filled with 100 billion super sophisticated modern humans who couldn't stop making things more complicated than they needed to be, it'd probably spend all its time arguing over the best way to think. And then you just kind of sit there doing nothing. So what does all this have to do with curiosity and the subject of this newsletter? I'm glad you asked because I'm not Corporal Carrot, so let's make this simpler. The scientific measurement of curiosity is the NFC, or Need for Cognition. This is the closest there is to a unit measurement of curiosity, and it's used in the social and medical sciences, and it's more or less our eagerness to learn new things, to be open to new ideas and experiences, and to exert effort in closing information gaps. Those gaps in our understanding that irritate us enough to want to close that gap by learning new things. Also, interestingly, NFC is negatively associated with social anxiety. So it seems like the more curious you become, the less you fall prey to being freaked out by social situations and feeling like a complete plonker every time you open your mouth. That's pretty exciting news for people like me. But NFC also requires expending effort. So you get tired. If you have a higher daily NFC than other people, you're still going to run out of energy at some point. A bit like the way sports players are all equally knackered at the end of the day. You, can, you just completely use up what you've got. So this is where simplicity comes in and our modern obsession with fancy pants, complicated ways of doing things. If you spend the bulk of your time learning how to do a thing, it stands to reason that you will run out of time and energy to do the thing itself. If you don't have a simple approach to doing something, you will not be able to achieve complicated results with it over time because all you'll ever be doing is learning how to use the toolkit. And you know what that reminds me of? Apps. Social media. The next big thing. Obsessive, inside-a-baseball-style arguments over the best way to do something. The most optimal methods of doing this and that. The constant churn of new services trying to get you to do the same old things on them. Probably sound a bit like a Luddite here, but... You know, I love tech. This newsletter is tech. I'm not saying we should go back to the good old days where people like me stood in the street and rang a bell and shouted at you as you went past. But the sheer amount of reinventing of what already works is very much a modern thing, I would say. When I was a travel blogger, I got press releases in this fashion all the time. It's an app that lets you collect your experiences together in the form of words and photos and then share them and allow others to give you approval in the form of a like. If only there was something like that that existed already, eh? And, and when I was chatting to Anna Browns a few weeks back, 
we were talking about the constant reinvention of basic principles that have been around for thousands of years by sticking a new label on them that makes them marketable. You know, all this isn't going to stop just because some newsletter writer whinged about it. Because there's good money to be made from all of us. But if we say no, and if we find a simple approach that works, and then we just go and do it a lot, then we can take a corporal carrot approach to life and just get on with it in a refreshingly straightforward way. And you know you're getting it right because there's a kind of a joy in simplicity. I get this from a full rucksack when I go hiking. The entire portable home that I need in a bag. Every single item with a role to play. Everything you need so you can just get on with the more important job of paying attention to everything except your stuff. So if there's anything you get from this newsletter, I hope that it's a willingness to look a bit a bit dumb in the way that you do things. A bit unsophisticated and laughably obvious because you've chosen to pare your methods down and keep them simple. I think it's the fastest way that you can enjoy everything that curiosity has to offer you. Thanks for listening.